Welcome to the Experience Taiwan podcast. This is Jamie. I'm Jason. So, uh, Jason, I, you were telling me earlier that you saw something interesting today on the street. Yes, it's something that I've never seen before, and it's loud. It's uh, what they would call a God's parade. Have you uh, uh, seen anything like that before, Jamie? Not only have I seen it, I have heard it. Oh, don't you agree that it's loud? For those of you who are just tuning in, uh, we're talking about a special type of uh, parade here. You know, as uh, Jason just mentioned, a God's parade or a sacred parade. Uh, in local in the local language, they call it Rao Jing. Yeah. So also kind of like a pilgrimage. Mm, yeah. And typically, what you'll see is a huge parade of people, and typically there's about maybe eight to ten guys or people carrying what looks like a kind of like a caravan, and in that caravan is a a god or mm -hmm. a goddess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's a great idea, just because uh, I've always wondered, like, how do gods uh, actually get to see people? Uh, different gods, whether you believe in gods. And it was interesting when I learned that it's they actually circle around uh, designated spots around the country and they pass through with uh, attracting a lot of people to participate. In fact, according to the Discovery Channel, they've reported that in addition, for example, to the Christmas mass held at the Vatican and also the pilgrimage to Mecca for Muslims, that actually this pilgrimage that takes place, especially this mazu or dajia mazu pilgrimage, yeah. is regarded as one of the three largest religious events in the world. I could definitely understand why. And for people that haven't visited uh, Taiwan before, as soon as you arrived, you would see a lot of temples around, which we, have, uh, we had introduced before, and how heavily uh, influenced daily life is by uh, religion here in Taiwan. Yeah, and especially we, we mentioned about this earlier when we were talking about temples in the other, in the other episode, just how the local religion plays, and especially all these different gods, they play such a different uh, and a special role in the local culture and society here. In fact, even, for example, the Taiwanese president, vice president, and many other local government officials will often take part in these type of events. In fact, it's almost like a requirement that if you if you are not tuned in to these different activities, then you're almost not local enough and you probably won't be able to get votes not to, yeah, from, definitely. from you, a lot of the population. You would lose a lot of votes. Um, just to give people an idea uh, of how popular it is, this event does not last one or two days. It actually lasts nine days and eight nights. And they go around the border, which is about uh, 350, 340 kilometers. So it's not something that would they would do just... Uh, as a one-day kind of thing. They, it actually lasts quite long. Yeah, so this uh, this particular pilgrimage we're talking about is called the Dajia Mazu pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, this starts in Taichung, mm -hmm. and then it finishes up in uh, Jiayi. Now, mm -hmm. there are some specific temples where it starts and where it ends, but the interesting thing is, as Jason said, this is a nine-day pilgrimage, a nine-day journey. So it starts in Taichung, and then it goes through Zhanghua, Yunlin, and then it ends in Jiayi. So it goes through four different cities. So just, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with Taiwanese geography, that's about 340 kilometers total. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think, Jamie, you mentioned that you, you've seen firsthand, which is an interesting uh, tradition they do. They carry a, what they call a drilling sedan chair. Uh, that's, so that's right. So as I mentioned, they're kind of like this uh, caravan that, they're, that usually probably around 10 people are carrying on their shoulders. And this, oh. is the, this is the vehicle, so to speak, that carries the god or carries mazu. And there's a particular ritual that's very popular as, as Mazu goes through the different uh, temples and the, through the different cities. It's called uh, Zuan Jiao Di. Mm. And basically mm. what this is, is you'll get 
typically sometimes a really large group of people that will basically get prone on the ground, you know, kind of on their hands and knees, like, like they're playing, you know, if you've ever seen those movies, like where people are down, you know, praying to some emperor or God, uh, yes, mm-hmm. kind of in that type of position in a long, narrow line. Mm-hmm. And then what these 10 individuals will do that are carrying the caravan is they'll kind of get in a position where they, they carry it over the people, over this line of people. And the mm-hmm. idea is, it's kind of like you're being scanned. <laughs> Think of it like you're being scanned by a yeah. godly, godly machine. Uh-huh. And the idea is you'll be blessed. So it's kind of like God is uh, uh, kind of scanning you to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we were to use, you know, local, you know, kind of uh, modern silly language to describe it, that's the way I think of it. Yeah. So, but yes, the idea is that everyone who's, you know, who's trying to get, I guess you could say, covered by the caravan, they're hoping to seek uh, protection and bless, you know, blessings from the God. Oh, yeah. And you know, I actually seen it on uh, TV uh, a lot of times with the, the parade and people are really into it. I've seen people, you know, ranging from uh, kids to adults who will literally be uh, uh, vying for a spot. I mean, it seems like you, just not everybody can uh, lie in front of it. Well, actually, mm-hmm. it's interesting you say that because this is actually something that distinguishes uh, this entire pilgrimage, this entire religious I- event. You know, we just mentioned, for example, Christmas Mass at the Vatican. You can't mm-hmm. do that if you're not Catholic. Yeah. For example, yeah. you, can't go, you can't go to Mecca if you're not Muslim. But yeah. actually, anybody here, even if you don't practice this local religion, everyone is welcome. You can, yeah. you can observe. I don't know if you can get, I don't know if you can get <laughs> scanned. So You'd be to speak, okay, approved. Yeah. But you're welcome to experience it and go along with it. And this is actually one thing I've noticed. The, typically, the further south you go in Taiwan, you'll notice that the people become even more hospitable and friendly and kind and warm. Um, you know, quite often if you're down in Kaohsiung or Tainan mm-hmm. and you have a question, you're not worried. Someone will literally grab you by the hand and just take <laughs> you there. Yes, you know, that that's one thing I also want to point out is that if you speak English in Taiwan, actually you'll find a lot of people that would uh, uh, be able to speak English. I mean, if you say a couple of words, they'll understand and they'd be more than helpful to uh, point you in the right direction. In fact, that actually makes it really hard to learn Chinese here sometimes <laughs> because as soon as they see you, they immediately switch to English. You're like, no, I want to I practice Chinese, but... <laughs> Uh, that's besides the point. Yeah. So the, the, the point is, is as you know, over this nine day journey, mm-hmm. if you decide to kind of stick it out, you don't necessarily have to stay for the full nine days. You know, yeah. you can just attend a day or two of it. Um, mm-hmm. But you can get quite often you can get free meals, free drinks because yeah. they're just the local temples are kind of supporting that event. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really neat thing. So I definitely highly encourage you if um, if you can get the timing right, whether it be mm-hmm. You know, Dajiamatsu, or it can be some of these other smaller parades or pilgrimages. Definitely worth checking out. Yes, definitely. And uh, for people to get kind of get an idea, there's fireworks going on and people uh, dancing, moving, and it's uh, as Jamie had also had brought it up that a lot of the events, uh, parades, uh, activities in Taiwan, it's really easy for tourists to participate. Um, you don't only get to see things from a distance. And I think that's also something worthwhile for any vis- visitor to Taiwan. And I think the the advantage of that is because of that, so a lot more people could participate than is normally, you know, than what would probably be normally allowed or permitted at maybe yeah. those other two uh, events that we just cited. Now, obviously, we are on the island of Thailand, so mm. there is a lot of technology here. So yeah. this is a fascinating thing that I, I even learned about, you know, when we were preparing for this episode, which is... We have this traditional ritual. We have this traditional pilgrimage that's been going on for a very long time. Mm. And did you know there's an app for it? You know, 
No, <laughs> but I'm not surprised. It seems like there's an app for everything. So <laughs> believe it or not. Now, of course, uh, even before there was the app, you could probably follow, you could follow this pilgrimage on Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. live streams and videos and other related content. Mm -hmm. But now there's even a Dajia Mazu app. Mm -hmm. So what do you think you can do with this app? Not only can you get real-time GPS positioning of where Mazu is on her pilgrimage, mm -hmm. you can also record and track your own journey if mm -hmm. you attend the pilgrimage. So, for example, you can keep track of, for example, weather, food, gas, places, you know, places to stay, convenience stores, and so on. So it's just totally making this experience of attending the pilgrimage really convenient. So as we mentioned, that's called the Dajia Mazu app. Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, for me, I love technology, but I must let uh, the listeners know that it's like a baseball game. I mean, when you watch it on TV, the experience is different than being in person. This is something that with all the backgrounds and like you said, the free food or the drinks, it's something that you definitely would want to come in person experience it firsthand. Absolutely. We were talking about local tea culture or, for example, the local temples that you can find everywhere in Taiwan. Yeah. Well, I actually think attending a pilgrimage or a parade like this is probably one of the best ways for you to really experience local, authentic Taiwanese culture at its best, at, at its finest. Oh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's something that definitely people should plan for it if uh, this is your first time hearing about it. So um, if you want to attend this Dajia Mazu pilgrimage, not only is this like just a really cool way to experience one of the three largest religious events on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's also probably one of the best ways to experience Taiwan the way we know it. Yeah. If you want, uh, you can even follow the routes and uh, eat at all the restaurants around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So whether it be a culinary experience yeah. or just a local experience, or you want to put your Mandarin or Taiwanese to the test, probably one of the best ways to do it. So I think that's all we have to cover for this topic today, but any, uh, any final thoughts? You know, like in any other episodes, I just keep questioning, what are you guys waiting for? Come yep. to Taiwan. Yep. Get get your butts over here and, yeah. uh, and you can see it, for your, see it for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. And hurry. All right. That's all we have to say for now. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you in our next one. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's live our dream. Summertime. Summertime. Copyright by Ministry of Education.